If you want to stream your church services to your own website and other platforms as well, you need a live encoder. Well, there are a lot to choose from these days. In this episode of the Church Solutions Podcast, we will discuss some of the differences next. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Michael Gray. Michael Gray, how are you today? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Did you guys get rain last night where you were at? Got quite a bit, yes. Yeah. It's a big thing for us here in Tucson because uh, we're in monsoon season. So those of you who are listening or watching this podcast, well, what are you guys always talking about rain? Uh, like, uh, we get excited about rain around here when it rains during the monsoon season. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're happy. But uh, so anyhow, this is episode 349. And today, um, Steve Lacey, by the way, is not here. He's, uh, I don't know what he's doing. But he's not stuff. here. <laughs> he's doing stuff, stuff. things. Doing stuff. But today we're going to talk about uh, live encoders for a few minutes. And uh, we're going to talk primarily about, you know, what what live encoders should your church get? Uh, maybe you're thinking about getting a new live encoder, maybe something different. Uh, we'll talk a little briefly, a little bit briefly about the differences between software-based live encoders and hardware-based live encoders. And uh, Michael, when you and I started doing this many, many moons ago, there weren't that many live encoders out there. No, there were, uh, I mean, we go back to the days when Adobe (laughs) live encoder was the magic thing. And that probably dates us tremendously for anybody who understands that history. The Flash Media Live Encoder. Uh, by Adobe, and uh, I, I ran into somebody a few months ago that amazingly is still using it. Well, and, well, I'm sure it still works, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's no uh, support or anything because uh, uh, encoders are once they're built, they're pretty simple. They just uh, most of the time they work, yeah. and they almost all work the same, and yeah. they're just different ways to go about it. Yeah, uh, it w- really wasn't a bad encoder in its day. Uh, it, it had actually some cool features to it. It was free, uh, and it's a software-based live encoder, as we'll get into here in a moment. But uh, uh, it, it's it's not really compatible with HLS streaming now, and yeah. so that's the problem that people run into. So yeah. so that's it. And then uh, uh, TriCaster was another one, which is still on the scene, and they have multiple models now. Oh yeah, I had uh, one at one one time. Yeah. Well, we had. I was with you, and I think we had that wonderful experience where I think we had a lightning strike or something, and it blew out. Uh, yeah, kind of fried fried things yeah. just a little bit. Uh, and we search tried to protector yeah. search protector, but not a good enough search protector. Not, not good enough, and uh, uh, it blew out some kind of a module. And we managed. We we were trying to get it replaced, and they said, "Oh, sorry, we don't make this anymore." And it wasn't it wasn't that old. <laughs> it was yeah. <laughs> well, that's technology. It moves yeah. fast. And that's part of what you gotta think about when yeah. you're doing a live encoder is yeah. 
where is technology at? And are you buying something at the back end of a, of, of a tech trend uh, that in a year is going to be obsolete? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the TriCaster at that point, I think it still does, runs off like a Microsoft Windows platform, I think. I think that's right. I'm not sure if that's striking. changed. It was yeah. back then. And uh, yeah. another one of the, uh, I know we also experienced another one of the absolute never, ever, ever do things. Somebody decided to update uh, the version of Windows on that device <laughs> just prior to service. Yeah. Yeah. And then nothing worked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Never update Windows just before service. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, another problem, and uh, we're getting off track here, but uh, like uh, my church, the one I used to work with, uh, they, they use ProPresenter and uh, we had it on a Windows computer and uh, we would never touch a thing during the week. And then they'd boot up the computer and, and Windows would decide, yeah, you're going to get this update whether you like it or not. And, and so they would force an update on you because you know, apparently yeah. you kept putting it off for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it says, sorry, you're going to, you're going to have this update and you're going to like it. And the problem was it, it, uh, you know, took forever and it would just, you know, if you're streaming with that computer or using it for some kind of presentation software, you know, and the service is starting, you're sunk. So I think I hear another podcast uh, and blog coming on here. Yeah. Uh, 10 things you should never do. If you're going to stream your services, that's a good idea. You, you should uh, make that make that note. All right, so so uh, let, let's get back to the basics here. If uh, if if you want to stream your church services uh, other to other than Facebook or something like that or YouTube, uh, although you could you still could use a live encoder to do that. You, you if you want to go to your website, uh, you've got to have this thing called a live encoder, and so a live encoder. Uh, it just, it's, it's one simple job, as we mentioned earlier, is to take all that stuff you've got from your sources, your cameras, your audio and all that. And, and they, it does its magic. It compresses it and makes it so that it's in a format that's, that's easily shared online. So that's, that's what encoder does. So there are two types of live encoders. Uh, I call it live encoders, but encoders, you have software, which we were rambling on about earlier as well as hardware encoders. So let's just jump in real quick here with hardware encoders. Uh, These are physical pieces of equipment. Uh, They're they're a box. In fact, today, as as Michael and I were just talking about, uh, you know, today there's a ton of them out there today, a lot of them out there today. And and so, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to go over all of them. We put a no, few down here. No, there's too many. There's just too many. I put a few on, on our blog, which you can look at later. We got a blog.streamingchurch.tv, and uh, uh, you can go there later and look at that. But but anyhow, so so hardware, uh, you know, is it, it's good because now these days uh, they've come a long way. They're reliable. Uh, you don't have to uh, require. Uh, your computer to do the processing, which is what a software one does, which we'll get mm-hmm, to in a moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of them are very small. They're little boxes. Yeah, yeah. So they don't take like, a whole lot of room. That big. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the other thing I like about a hardware encoder is it's not doing other tasks like a computer yeah, is. Right. It has a processor, but it's doing one thing. And that is 
encoding. <laughs> it's not uploading and downloading <laughs> yeah. stuff in the background. Yeah. It's just yeah. streaming. It, it, that's all it's doing. That's its job. And, and so that's the nice thing about it is, uh, and, and the prices come down quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they range from all sorts of prices. I think the most inexpensive one that I've seen is the Blackmagic ATEM Mini Pro, uh-huh. uh, which I'm kind of changing my my views on this because uh, when this no. first came out, yeah, when this Say first came out, so. we were like, no, don't get it. But 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 uh, and it's not. We'll get into it in a moment. But it's not. It's not the most user friendly as far as setup. Yeah, it's not uh, easy. Setup is not easy if you don't if you're not familiar with XML files and all that. Although we have done our best. Here at streamingchurch.tv, that's our company. Uh, we have done our best to try to simplify it and try to give you documentation, and we will actually try to help you set it up if you have it. So, uh, so again, uh, that's around four hundred ninety-nine bucks, which is you know pretty reasonable. And mm-hmm. then you have some that go up to six, seven thousand dollars or more. Well, Teradek. Teradek has one that is also uh, right in that range, about oh, five hundred right. bucks. That's right. Uh, yeah. It's a nice little stream yeah. streaming device. I've only heard good things. Yeah. I have not physically set one up with my hands uh, myself, yeah. Yeah. but I know Epifan and Teradek uh, setup process is a little bit uh, more volunteer friendly yeah. and easier. Um, yeah. So. That's a big piece of the componentry as you're talking about a hardware device. How skilled or unskilled are your volunteers and how hard is it going to be for them to make changes or make updates? Um, That's a big deal because it, it really is based on personnel. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and you got to, the, the context for most volunteers is they're not working with it every day. So mm-hmm. their hands aren't on it every day. It's it, once a week and some of them volunteers rotate. So you might work with it once every couple of weeks while somebody else comes in and does it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that, that's not easy. Even if you're a sharp guy, you know, I was uh, fooling around with, uh, we were doing something here, uh, setting up some social streaming for somebody and uh, I won't get into a lot of detail, but I hadn't done it for a while. And I was like, okay, how do I do this again? <laughs> yeah, because you don't do it every day. You don't do yeah. it every day. And, oh. and you're like, okay, do I do this? And then Steve Lacey's helping me and he goes, I think you do this. And I, well, wait a minute. No, that's not right. Do this. And so it was, you know, so the, you're absolutely right, Michael. The context here is what you have to think about. And uh, a lot of our churches, you know, are mid-sized and small churches and, you know, volunteers are your lifeblood. And Absolutely. so you want to make it as easy as you can. Absolutely. So uh, that's a big, so when you're choosing an encoder, yeah, you want to, you want to look at the simplicity aspect of that. Yeah. So, all right. So where are we at here? So uh, uh, well, that's kind of hardware encoders. Uh, what, what's the deal with software encoders? So, all right. Well, software is uh, something as it implies, you would download this on a computer. And so there are, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show here, you know, the old Flash Media Live encoder, which is obsolete. You could download it, uh, but there's other ones out there, which we'll get into in a moment. So it's a software you download it on your computer and, uh, you know, you, you don't have to buy other hardware, although there is a little footnote to this. You actually do have to buy something else, but uh, you, you know, you have it on the computer. It's there. You boot it up. 
you know, you've got, uh, it's right there. And some of them are pretty easy to set up. Some of them a little more complicated, but uh, there are some good ones out there. Uh, but the bottom line with, with as you were talking earlier, uh, the bottom line between software and hardware is the software is on your computer. Your computer might be doing something else besides streaming. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. that's where you get into trouble because this thing called CPU, your processor, <laughs> uh, gets overworked. We just had a customer uh, reach out to us today and said they were having a problem and uh, they're, they're using vMix. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is we like vmix software-based live good encoder. software yeah it's yeah. good uh but i if i read the email right they said the the uh the email it was yellow and, and vmix when you start streaming goes yellow to red red means life is good even though you might think red means danger but no red means life is good with vmix yellow yeah. means oh we have a problem warning it could, yeah it could be yellow means it could be you know network issue it could be cpu issue yeah, uh, I'm thinking with these guys, it was a CPU issue. If I read their email yeah. right, so <clears throat> yeah, what you don't what what you don't realize on a on a PC uh, or a Mac uh, is that you have systems running in the background um, always, mm-hmm. um, and so you're competing. Your streaming software and coder software is competing with everything else that's running in the background. At the same time, you have this much bandwidth, and if you're trying to send it to the website and the social media site, you need twice that much bandwidth. So most of the softwares will give you a color flash warning, that, that, and it'll say usually. You'll be able to see CPU usage. And as well, you'll be able to see bandwidth usage to know what's going, what, what's going wrong. Yeah. So the key to that, though, is paying attention to it. And, and, yes. you know, and that's where, again, we, you know, you got to volunteers doing other things, or even if you're on staff and running it, you know, you're doing other things probably during the service, you have it running, you might be sitting in front of it, but you're not always looking, you know, so uh, you've got to have enough processing power. And uh, yes. I think I think in the notes here, which we'll eventually post to the blog, yep. I think I put in what you need. You uh, did. Uh, your operating yeah, systems. Yeah, you did. It, and that and that's, yeah. Uh, that's a conservative uh, yeah. um, uh, setup for a PC or Mac. and uh, But it definitely would stream. If you're not running a bunch of other stuff at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So I know people listening to this podcast are thinking, oh, wow, this sounds really complicated. Well, uh, we're giving you all the stuff behind the scenes here. So if you have a healthy computer and you're not doing anything else with it except streaming with a live encoder, you know, software on it, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, if the computer's doing other things during the service or even sometimes during the week, you know, you may have some issues where malware gets picked up and some other things. So we're just telling you the cautions here uh, on what to do. You've just got to be careful. But you can, we have a lot of churches with us that stream with software-based live encoders. Yeah, and most, so, Yeah, I would say most uh, are using software, um, I don't know, 10, 20% using a hardware encoder. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's growing. I think the hardware is growing, as I said earlier. Yeah. I think it's getting, getting more better. affordable. Is, yeah. Is yeah, definitely. So, so, uh, so anyway, moving on here, there is one little uh, 
caveat when we say, hey, you can use, uh, and, and by the way, there are free, one in particular, OBS, and just go to mm-hmm. obsproject.com. Yeah. That's a free live encoder that's software-based. It's open source. Uh, they do mm-hmm. a good job in updating it. And mm-hmm. it's free, mm-hmm. again. Uh, and so, you know, if you're on a budget and you don't have a lot going on, you have a healthy computer, you could use OBS. Now, the caveat with this thing is you must have a video capture device. Yeah. You can't plug your camera directly into the computer and stream unless, of course, you're, you've got a webcam. That webcam, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and then you can do that with a webcam. But but if yeah. you're using any other kind of a camera, even a consumer-grade camcorder, got to have what we call a video capture device that goes between mm-hmm. the camera and the computer. And there's lots of them. Yeah, there are. <laughs> lots uh, of different ones. And, yeah. and as in most cases, uh, you get what you pay for. Yeah. You buy the cheapest one on Amazon. It's probably not going to last long. It's going to crash yeah. right during an important service. Yep. And so maybe don't get the most expensive one, but at least get yeah. middle of the road so that you have one that'll last yeah. you a while. Yeah, there are some better ones out there. I mean, we, there were some really cheap ones that, that when we first started doing this that people were using. And, you know, but we, we recommend and we've recommended it for years. Madgewell has a has mm-hmm. a, a video cap, but now it's not cheap. It's 299 bucks, but it works. Yeah. You don't have to right. download drivers. And that's yeah. the other issue. Some of these you get, you get a video capture device and you've got to download drivers and did the drivers work? And, oh no, it didn't. So back out and it's just a bunch of stuff. So, and there's other ones. I think actually black magic has a video capture device that somebody's using that likes. And so, but as you said, there's a lot of them out there. So yeah. uh, again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, I might be better this off is, going with this hardware. This is scary. I should just run away from this. Yeah. Well, we are always around. And that's one of our claims to fame around here yes. is we will help you. And yes. so uh, it is, you know, we understand that it's challenging. So, all right. So let's move on here. Uh, software can be a good thing. Just have to watch out for a few things, you know, CPU, bandwidth, uh, you know, those kind of things. You need a video capture device. Uh, when you get to our blog, eventually blog.streamingchurch.tv, there's a lot of stuff on that blog because we work with, we do more than just tech stuff around here. We help churches and all sorts of things, but uh, there are recommend, recommended computer specs you should have, you know, if you're going to run uh, software encoders on your computer. So, uh, with that in mind, shall we talk about what we like as far as? Encoders? Well, yeah, you know, you mentioned software. I, I have a lot of people really kind of balking at using OBS. Oh, it can't be good because it's free. It's like it's the most used software on the planet because every gamer yeah. in the world that streams yeah. their content is using OBS. It works. They keep it up to date their support. I mean, it's a really robust free software that'll do everything that most people need when it comes to streaming your content. Yeah. 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 So definitely look that up and think about it. If you're, if you're looking at something, obsproject.com. So uh, yeah, don't, don't poo poo it because it's free. Uh, The other one that we like uh, is vmix, V-M-I-X, V is in victory, M-I-X.com, vmix.com. These guys are based out of Australia. We actually interviewed Mm -hmm. them years ago on our podcast here. Uh, They actually started, they made it for their own church if I remember correctly, and then they they brought it out there. VMix is 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 an is a good one. It's uh, we like it. Uh, 
there is a 60 day free trial. And I and then after 60 days kicks in, you can still use it. It just doesn't have as many features. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have I have a vMix that I never paid for that I use mm-hmm. it to test things with and stream with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to buy one version of it, it's sixty dollars one time fee. Not bad and, at all. Yeah. yeah, it's not monthly. That's sixty bucks yeah. one shot one time. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other packages for it if you want to do yeah. more with it. Right. The, the, the downside the vMix. Uh, would be it, it's not you can't run uh, you can't run on on Linux you can't run it on any kind of an Apple uh, computer. That's right. It's, it's just PC Windows only. Basically. Windows only. Uh, so that's the downside to it. But uh, it's really I think it's pretty decent. I like I said I would recommend it as far as software goes. Yeah. Um, and then there's Wirecast. Uh, which has been out for a long time. Yeah. And Wirecast has different versions. I think they have at least two. Uh, one of them is real expensive and and you could use it, I guess, if you're going to cover sporting events or something. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's the deluxe package. But then there's the other package, which, again, I don't even know, remember the price. I probably should have looked it up because it's <laughs> gone up over the years. Yeah. Uh, well, that's easy to find. You can go to their yeah. website and yeah. see their it's, pricing. And- you could. It's made by Telestream, so you can either yeah. go to telestream.com or you can go to just Google Wirecast. Wirecast is good. Nothing wrong with Wirecast. Not at all. Uh, again, software-based live encoder, uh, you know, has some good products to it, but but it's not, it's, it's not inexpensive. Uh, but it, it will work fine on your on your machines, and and I guess there's other ones. Uh, sure, I can't remember. I you know we could have the list could go on for pages. Yeah, there's pages. lots lots of lots of software encoders. Yeah. Uh, there's a, um, is it BitBlaster? BitBlaster is one of them, I think. Uh, yeah, ManyBid. Uh, CamStreamer uh, is CamStreamer CamStreamer's software, yeah. right? Uh, we've we've had we've had experience with we've had experience um, with almost all of them. Yeah. Manicam, that's another one I like. Real simple. Yeah, yeah you like. And Manicam. I used it because uh, I grabbed it once just to see because it's Mac compatible. I'm a Mac person. Oh, yeah, right. And so I tested it out for a while and works pretty yeah. good. I, yeah. you know, it's it's like any encoder. You got to find the you know where the yeah. settings are, but once you get into the settings, they're very similar in the data that right. you're going to enter to get going and streaming. Yeah. And there's lots of help videos out there. I mean, either from the company itself that you're buying it from, or you can just go to YouTube and there's somebody out there that's, you know, made a video on how to, how to do that. Uh, Including us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We have too. Yeah. Lots of help videos. Yeah. Hardware encoders. If we can move on here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, We have a good relationship with a company called Epifan and Epifan is uh, based out of Toronto, although they have offices, I think in California, Epifan used to make the webcaster, well, they used to sell the webcaster. Uh, the webcaster is something that we pushed for a long time. Oh, yeah. And, and then they, they, it went out of, it went out of, uh, they, they stopped making it uh, conveniently around March of 2020. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, right March 2020? <laughs> yeah, right? Right during COVID, all of a sudden there were no more webcasters available. Yeah. And uh, everybody was and web it was a nice little little box. It's very little box. It was very inexpensive, yeah. about three hundred bucks. Yeah. And it, it worked. And uh, we yeah. even have we, we still have customers that use it. We have an API for it. And uh, we have customers that use it, but they don't make it anymore. Uh but Epifan has other products. Besides uh-huh. the webcaster, Pearl Nano, yep. Streamer, Recorder, uh, they have all yep. sorts of different ones. Yeah, uh, not the cheapest, but 
pretty good stuff and yeah. good support. They do have good support, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and again, this is hardware. The other yeah. one is, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the, the Teradek model I was thinking of is their Vidiu, V-I-D-I-U-X, uh, which is about five ninety nine. There you go. Um, yeah. And so it, again, is a small box about that big yeah. uh, that plugs in, and then you connect it uh, uh, via screen. Yeah. Don't need a video capture device and, or anything like yeah. that. And right so it's a, it's a nice, they, they have really, they have some really crazy high end, cool, super crazy, cool products. They have a lot. But this is yeah. also a really good, just reliable, you know, turn it on and it works kind of device. And Teradex has been around for a long time. Yes. And so I, I can't vouch for their customer support like I can Epifan, but they've been around for a while. Yep. And I'm sure that you can probably get help uh, or we can help you as well. Uh, and then here, much to your chagrin, I I, I, I listed, <laughs> I listed yeah, Black, Black, Magic. Black Magic Design ATEM Mini Pro. Now, I put this on here because the price. And then, like I said, we've had some experience with it. Uh, the hardest part of it is just setting it up for, for people yes. uh, because it, you have to use an XML file and it's a little complicated to set up depending on your experience. Yeah. And uh, we've tried, as I said at the beginning of the Church Solutions podcast, or we've tried to make it as easy as possible. We've got documentation, videos, um, we have document. videos documentation. Uh, we, we have a church that we know very well that we both used to work at that uses one. And uh, so there, there's, I think it has its merits. I, sure. I think it has its merits. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and there's other ones, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, what was it? The TriCaster has different models out yep. there. We, we're a TriCaster still making great encoders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're a preset destination on TriCaster. We're also yep. preset on VMix and Wirecast. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're not disparaging anyone. Uh, the, the key for us is we're just saying, when you're setting these up, is it going to be volunteer friendly? And we really lean in that direction because more churches than not have a volunteer pushing the buttons in the back and they need to understand how your encoder works. And so the easier it is to learn and to use the better you're going to have in your streaming experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that really is, is, is the bottom line. Really look at that. And, and you look, we're available. Uh, occasionally I will get a customer that we've, you know, we've been doing this for, as I've said, a long time, you know, and, and occasionally we'll get a customer that says, Hey, I'm looking at getting a different encoder. What do you think about this? We love that. We love it when people absolutely. talk to us about it. Uh, what happens a lot of times is somebody gets something and they can't make it work. And then they call us and, uh, you know, it's like, okay, let's see where we're at on this. And, and, you know, sometimes it's a little complicated. Sometimes it's not, but it would be good to, to really check out. And, and again, there's just so much out there and, uh, it's good and it's bad. It's good because you have lots of choices now. It's not like it was 14, 15 years ago, lots of choices. Now the downside is, Lots of choices now. Uh, so you have to be able to look and take your time and look at the specs and decide, is this right for my church? Is it right yeah. for my, you know, will it do the things we want to do? Maybe even some future plans. Will it do yeah. things in the future? And as you've uh, reiterated, Michael, 
will it work well with volunteers? Yeah. Uh, because that's important. Good stuff. So, yeah, right. I, 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 I just wished every church, as you were saying, as they were considering yeah. changing encoders, would just come to us with a list of here's what we need it to do. We could sure yeah. save you a lot of time and extra money yeah. by at least giving you a list of the ones that would do what you need. Yeah. And uh, uh, just take some of that grief and worry and stress off your team. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And uh, we'd be happy to do that for anybody here. Uh, and, you know, even if you're not, even if you're not a customer of ours, we'd be, we, we'd be sure. Be we're happy, happy to, to help. We're, yeah. we're in it for helping ministries and, and not, not all of them are customers. We're just yeah. happy to help. We are. That's what we do. All right. All right. So I think we're pretty much done on this. Uh, and again, uh, this is incomplete. So feel free to reach out to us. Uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's we do streaming. We do mobile apps. We do other things as well, uh, which is why this podcast sometimes has lots of different topics and variety. It's not always tech related. Uh, so we have a lot of things. Please subscribe to our podcast. Just uh, It's Church Solutions Podcast. You can subscribe to it anywhere you get your podcast and give us a rating. We, we'd love to get your rating. That would be good for us. And we'd love to get feedback from you on what you think about the podcast and how we can improve. That's, that's the way we are with everything that we're doing. So uh, please uh, reach out to us and let us know. All right, Michael, well, I think we're done here. All right. My All right. pleasure as always. All right, sir. And uh, on behalf of Steve, La- Steve Lacey, who's not here today, I am Phil Thompson. Thank you for listening or watching the Church Solutions podcast this episode. We'll do another episode next time. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great day. <laughs>